My name is Stephen King. I've written several motion pictures, but I want to tell you about a movie called Maximum Overdrive, which is the first one I've directed. Wow. You're in the middle of the road, jackass. Can you tell me where cornbread is? Turkeys! Hello and welcome to another talking trash episode. We're just another movie night. I'm Scott, and I'm Joe, and this is another Turkey Fest, the third in our Turkey Fest November special edition. <laughs> this is Scott's pick, where we're talking about trashy movies that we love. Today we're speaking about a movie that I don't think it needs any introduction: the Stephen King. Based off his short story, and fueled by pure cocaine, Maximum Overdrive. (laughs) Yes, this is a movie where Stephen King was so blitzed on cocaine that he wrote, directed, and even stars in, in a moment, Maximum Overdrive. It is absolute chaos. So much so that recently Stephen King was asked, why haven't you ever directed again? And he said, <laughs> have you seen Maximum Overdrive? That's amazing. It's amazing. Well, he makes a cameo. He doesn't actually star in this movie. Well, he's in it. He's in it for half a second. And it's in one of the best openings It's a great in opening. bad movie history. Yeah, it's a really great opening. This movie, here's the thing about this movie, and this is why I picked it. This movie is surrounded by amazing stuff that should be fantastic. But it is almost a failure on every front. <laughs> but still, it, it, it in bad movies, when you pick, you talk about movies that are so bad. This movie has so much that is great. Like in, in, in you know, like you see these movies that are like, uh, like uh, we just came off of Miami Connection and we saw Godzilla versus Megalon. So far, those are the ones we've done. This movie actually has so much money going on and so much special effects that in all the movies we've ever seen be bad, this movie has so much crazy shit going for it. And so it blows my mind just how insanely bad it is. And still, I can't stop laughing during it. Well, it's from 1986 and it still has, it has really good explosions in it. It's got a lot going it's, on. And it also has some like crazy acting and it, it, over the topness. And it, it's so comical. Everybody's comical. It it this is when we're talking I think we recently did a uh, a little bonus episode where we talked about ourselves. You talked about Stephen King. Mhm. This is pure Stephen King nightmare. This is Stephen oh, King yeah. on full Throb. Yeah, we also talked about in in that podcast how he's done some really great adaptations. Well, of his people bo- have done people have adaptations. done great adaptations of his books, and then you know there's some that, that are not so great, and this one falls into that category. But it's it's so fun that it's hard to not like it. 
It's um, odd. It's, it's an, an odd, odd movie. It's, you know, some of the decisions by the um, characters I'm questioning throughout the whole movie. But, I mean, over, oh, we're, overall, we're, the whole... Okay, well, we should just... I'm hoping listeners. to talk about so much. Well, I have a lot of questions, and that's why I love this movie, because I love talking about how crazy the plot is and what's happening in it. Well, let's, So we're going to get into that. Let's just do the but synopsis. Let's just, the synopsis of this... The easy synopsis of this movie is it's based off a short story called Trucks that was in his novel of short stories called... Uh, night shift which is fantastic and i think that stephen king excels at writing short stories when he writes longer stories he gets very caught up in his stephen kingness mm-hmm. um but yeah this the synopsis is one day for some reason everything in the world electronically we'll get into that further because that's kind of baffling just goes haywire and we watch the survivors of a truck stop called, what is it called? The Dixie Boy? Yeah, the Dixie Boy, I think it's called. Uh, we watched the survivors of that truck stop survive a the, couple days. A couple days of trucks and machinery trying to kill them. Yeah. And all the trucks come to life by themselves. That's all the machines the come. Synopsis. Yeah, right. that's basically the synopsis. So all the machines have come to life. Like when I say all machines, I mean like lawnmowers, and they're like killing people. Yep. And and I hope to talk about that further yeah. because it's, it's it is crazy. very confusing. It's crazy. Um, yeah. So well, this is talking trash. So we're gonna break down. We're gonna dissect the movie. We're gonna talk about things that happen in it. And on the long, on the way. We'll see if we can figure the movie out better, right? <laughs> I so, don't think so. So yeah. So this movie starts off fantastically in a great. Well, first off, it starts off with the terrible shot of the Earth. Yeah. It looks like a really cheesy matte painting, and we get a title card that says, "Hey, there's a comet, and the Earth is in the tailspin of it, or something like that," right? And I don't know. It affects the planet for seven days. Yeah, and it's, it said it's, seven days and certain amount of hours and minutes. It was eight days. And oh, then, it was eight? yeah, and so like it hovers in the atmosphere and it's affecting, all, it's affecting and, the machinery and the electronics. If I'm wrong, I don't know if I'm wrong here, but I believe the, the day that this happens is June 19th, which is a running theme with Stephen King. Uh, he was also hit by a car on June 19th. Um, I did not know that. Yeah. Um, in real life. He, he's had an obsession with the number 19 in all of his novels, which makes it even creepier that he was hit on a, by a car on that day. So, yeah. So, this movie starts off with this title card. We get this whole thing. And then we get this great montage of things going wrong. We see Stephen King go up to a uh, ATM. ATM, which actually says something funny like Money Boy 1. Or Money Boy 2. I don't know why it says that. Uh, that's the name of the ATM. But there's a huge sign above it that says the date and the temperature. And then it says, fuck you. Yeah, it just says, fuck you. And, <laughs> and Stephen King walks up to the teller and it says, you're an asshole. You're an asshole. And it says it over and over and over. You're an asshole. Yeah. You're an asshole. And, and he, he goes, sugar tits or something like that. Honey buns. <laughs> this called me an asshole. <laughs> he doesn't say sugar tits. Some close. He says honey bun. <laughs> so super Stephen King. Honey, come on over here, sugar buns. 
This machine just called me an asshole. This is what I'm getting at here. Oh my god. So yeah, this machine just called me an asshole. Yeah. Uh, and he does that whole <laughs> Stephen King face. And then we get to watch a montage of a bridge going up. Well, first off, we get to see a guy picking his nose and talking to somebody while they're playing cards. Yeah, so they're, they're, these are the bridge tenders, okay, first yeah. of all. They're supposed to be watching out for things. Yeah. They're playing cards. The, the two, they're like just typical bumbling morons. Mm-hmm. One's picking his nose, and it's, it's just the cliche of just bumbling morons. And yeah. so... And, then, and we see the button for the bridge go in by itself, and the bridge raises while people are driving over it. So we get to see this great montage of the cars completely flying off this bridge. It So much money looks like it was involved it looks really in cool. the making of this I scene. liked it. I like that uh, scene. And we also get a nonstop... This whole movie is one nonstop soundtrack by ACDC. And I would say... This is one of ACDC's best albums made for this movie. It's all based on this movie, and it's killer. Well, I think Stephen all the King tracks are amazing. He picked them for this. He asked them specifically, even so much so that the bridge has actually got a ACDC van of some sort on it. Yeah, that there's collapses. a van. It has ACDC on like a whole big decal on the side of it. He was Stephen King was so fueled by in this movie by Coke that. He, this is the perfect soundtrack to like bring it forth his vision. I feel like you need this soundtrack for this movie. Without a doubt, it, it's it almost with it. one of the highlights. It, it's so pumping and it's such a jamming tune. Like the whole mo- the whole movie's full of these great tunes, and it's like it just kind of makes every scene better. Yeah. Um, well, that bridge scene was pretty rad, but it's it rad. followed like a lot of um, like you know tropes. Like there's a guy that's you know. With a pickup truck carrying watermelons. <laughs> oh, watermelons are flying out like heads, exploding on everything. It's insane. It's amazing. It's it, like it, a Gallagher it, show on it the is. It hits an old the, reference. The windshields and like the the people get hit in the head with the watermelons and yep. it's 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 crazy. It's crazy. It's a crazy people are fun Flying scene. off, trucks are flying off. It, it's it's quite cool. Yeah. For the time, That's like the know? second scene, you know, from the opening of the ATM thing. But yeah. you can and then, see that yeah. it's gonna be interesting from there. And then I think we get the music, we get a little bit of like the title card, we see uh, people going to the truck stop, and we also see kids playing um, baseball. a baseball game, a little league game, and we see the like a little bit of the game. And we're starting to get little bits of little things of characters that are about to happen. Mm-hmm. So we also see a man going into an arcade. We see uh, another, the, the guys at the truck stop fueling a car with gasoline. And we keep jumping back and forth to these things while music's playing. And we get the, the titles of, like, who's in the movie. And stuff starts going a little crazy. First, the guy that walked into the arcade, we have to point out, is Giancarlo Esposito, known for playing Gus in Breaking Bad. He looks so young here that it's just hilarious to even point out it's him. It's pretty crazy how, yeah. like, I love this actor, and I had I didn't even notice that it was him. Yeah. And I was like, wait a minute, that that can't be he him. He looked like a whole other person. And he didn't look like, you know, you could tell usually when someone's young mm-hmm. and they become older, you could, they still have the same features and stuff, but he didn't look anything like Oh, he looked totally different. Totally different. And he... He starts, uh, the machine with the cigarettes and it starts spitting out the mis- cigarettes, so he starts stealing them. Um, we also get to see 
the kids playing the game, and they win the game, and the coach goes over to buy soda. Come on, sodas. I'm buying. And the soda starts shooting out cans of soda and hits the guy in the crotch. And, of course, all the kids are laughing. They think this is hilarious. It looks like the most painful thing that you've ever seen. And he falls to his knees and gets a soda can straight in the forehead. Yeah, and it's like the fully round, yeah, like, perfect, dent. perfect dent of a, of a soda can in his head, all bloody and yeah. gross. So the soda machine starts shooting at the kids, too. We cut back to the truck station, and we see the guy pumping gas. He can't get the gas to come out, so he looks at the nozzle, and it shoots in his eyes. Like typical, you know, silliness. Yeah, well, I mean, because he, he's not pumping it, so it shouldn't shoot out because they don't know what's happening yet. Right. So it shoots right in his eyes, and he's fr- freaking out, you know, reasonably so. And we keep cu- cutting back between all these scenes, and we see that the kids are all getting hit with the cans, they're running. We see a kid r- jump on his bike and ride off and get... And he, for some reason, his bike flips over, and a steamroller rolls over. Him. Yeah, it just comes out of nowhere. The steamroller. It comes out of nowhere. It comes onto the field and runs this kid right over. Um, great fun fact about this scene: the and uh, the MPAA asked them to cut this out, but he had filled this dummy up with uh, blood balloons, <laughs> and it looked. It accidentally went off on his head, so when the head got hit. It popped like his head exploded. Stephen King was so excited about it that he was like, that's the, the shot. It I mean, worked I out would perfectly. be excited too. That was yeah, an awesome shot. They made them cut it, so it's not in the movie. Uh, you get to see him get run over, but you don't see blood. Um, yeah, you see him get run over. There's blood. You, There's the, a little bit of blood. It's hardly there, but apparently what they cut out looked a lot cooler. Um, that was being an awesome scene. Yeah. I mean. And so one of the kids, really smart, he, so nice of a kid, he actually checks on his coach. He puts on his, uh, he's the... Um, Oh, the the catcher. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, he's I'm, the catcher because he puts on the mask. He so puts he on the mask and crawls the... up to yeah. his his coach to see if he's okay, which is awesome. It already establishes that this kid's awesome because all the other kids were laughing and they ran off. This guy actually crawled up into danger to check on his coach. He uh, gets he escapes. He's like the only kid who escapes. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, yeah, I mean, he's the he's he, we find out that he's the son. Of the guy who got his eyes sprayed yeah. with gasoline. Which happens later, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we, we cut back to uh, the guy in the arcade. The, the, they're looking at the, the the gas in his eyes, and they bring him inside. And we get starting to establish more of the characters. We see the owner of the gas station, who is the biggest prick. He's played by Pat Hingley. Like, he's in so much stuff. He is... Pure Stephen King script writing. This guy speaks like Stephen King's characters in his books. He's saying things that no human being would say to people. And he won't stop saying the word Bubba. You leave without punching out, and you ain't never going to have to punch out again, Bubba. He calls everybody Bubba. This is a drinking game. If you ever want to hang out with friends and watch a funny movie and drink, and drink every time someone says something, you can drink to the word Bubba. You will be wasted halfway through this movie. This guy says it <laughs> at least 57 times. So, yeah, he's a real jerk, and he is yelling out at his cook, who happens to be Emilio Estevez. And he's forcing Emilio Estevez's character to work nine hours and only get paid for eight. 
Yeah, he and, just does everything shitty. Yeah, he, this, and this it guy. turns out because Emilio Estevez is a uh, ex-con. He went to jail when he was 20 years old, and yeah. he, he he's holding him hostage by making him work more by saying, well, I'll tell your parole type officers. Yeah, which we learned throughout the movie that his his checkered past has nothing to do with anything. It really he doesn't just, matter. It, it kind of establishes character a little bit. Yeah, but, a little bit, I guess. Um, so we, we get to other characters in this uh, this diner. Uh, this is a truck driver played by the landlord of Coming to America, who you can't, um, for, you can't forget this guy. He's so great. He's driving the coolest truck of all time. He's driving a giant a uh, big you know, like uh, it's a toy semi truck, but it has got the Green Goblin head on the front of it from Marvel Comics, the yeah. villain of Spider Man. It has a giant head whose eyes light up. Yeah, it's cool. Um, it's very cool, and that's the where I think that's the truck they're putting gas into when it shoots in the guy's eyes. Um, that guy's there. We also get about three or four other truck drivers. And we also see the, the two gas station attendants. There's another gas station attendant as well, who is the most comically overweight, you know, bumbling idiot who is the sidekick of the owner, who does everything he says. And we get a waitress. And she is, because Amelia West of is getting reamed down, he's the cook. She's trying to cook for the, the guests at the diner while also being the waitress. And they're yelling at her. And... Just then, it turns out that there's an electric knife next to her, and it turns toward her and starts on her arm and cuts her, and then falls to the floor and starts crawling across the floor to cut her foot. Amelia Westavez runs in and smacks it with a hammer to death. And, <laughs> to death. Yeah, and the other people in there are mocked. This woman just got sawed on the arm. And yeah, she should try and find an emergency room. Yeah. The uh, oh, some of fine. the uh, the the patrons, the, the truck customer. drivers, the customers, the customers, they go, "What's the matter, sweetheart? That come and bite you?" Hey, those eggs come in Pony Express or what? Just a minute, sir. Knife go rabbit on you, sweet thing. Well, it turned itself on and it bit me. Yeah, they were so like ridiculous about just it. Just fucking ridiculous. At the same time, this is happening. The guy is stealing all the cigarettes in the arcade. Starts seeing all the arcade machines go absolutely crazy, and he can't help himself, but he has to look into one of the arcade machines as it explodes on him. And I believe. I don't know if this is true, but there's a famous mythological arcade machine that supposedly was put in by the government, and a lot of people believe it existed. Blanking on the name right now, but I think that's the arcade machine that's supposed to be in this room. And it explodes on him, and he starts getting he gets electrocuted, a, he gets electrocuted by the pixels and the arcade's pictures shooting out at him or some, some, some sort. Okay, let's go with and that. And he gets fried and thrown across the room. Yeah. Um... They are, they're like, first off, they got the gas guy in the eyes, and he's in the back room, and they're trying to wash his eyes out. They have this woman who just got sawed up, and now they're like, what the hell is going on in the arcade now? So they go in there, and they find the dead guy in the corner. 
he's dead. And they're like, well, this shit, you know, this is this is some wild stuff. They still don't really know what's happening at this point. It's just no things are going crazy. Yeah. And at the, that time, we we find out, we cut to new characters. And we cut to a husband and wife who are just married, driving <laughs> in their car. Yardley Smith is, is plays, the woman yeah, who plays Lisa, Lisa Simpson. Simpson on The Simpsons. She is... 110% the most annoying character you can imagine yes. in this movie. We gotta get some gas. Well, that's good, because I got to go to the ladies. Can I come in and watch? No, you cannot come in and watch. Ouch. Shoot. And I also read that she's, um, the actress Yardley Smith is completely embarrassed by this film. Oh, everybody is, I'm assuming. So her and her husband are driving, and they come upon a gas station where there's a dead body. The the husband gets out of the car to investigate. Curtis? Is he dead? A giant truck comes out of nowhere and attacks him. And he escapes with his life. And she's his wife is screaming. She never stops screaming. She screams with the yeah. whole movie. Which, and, I mean, some of the scenes are warranted that she screams because I would be terrified too. Yeah. But she's also annoying, and it's so not only is she screaming, but she's also like henpecking him constantly. Yeah. So she's like, and it's in the Lisa Simpson voice, so it is times twenty. Yeah, but all. with like a southern like twang. Yeah, she's also putting an accent on it. But the funny part is, her husband is a very cool guy throughout this movie. Yeah, he's, he's willing to do everything to help everybody, which is really neat. Yeah, he is. Um, so they they escape from that truck attacking them, and they get back on the road. Then we cut to another character. We find another character who is a salesman driving with a younger woman who's dressed like Diane Keaton, if she was dressing like Indiana Jones. <laughs> like that. Yeah. And but she's she, a hitchhiker. She's just trying to make her way down to Florida. Yeah. Another in North Carolina. Yes. So she's just trying to hitchhike her way down to Florida. She's trying to listen to the radio as the guy driving the car who picked her up, apparently, is trying to grope her while he's driving. And he's putting his hand on her thigh and her leg. And she's trying to listen to the, no- the radio, which we get a little bit of what's going on. They're telling us. Stay away from all of electronics. Something is going on. People are dying. Stay um, stay locked in a room that you're safe in. Stuff like that. And it's all messing up. And she's trying to hear it, but he can't stop talking well, to her. Yeah, he's like groping on her leg yeah. and stuff. And which is funny about all this is that he's a Bible salesman. Yes. And he's, all, he's obnoxious. He's chewing on everything. He's the actor in The Last Dragon. All of yeah. these people... All of these people are like all... Bad movie all-stars. Okay, first of all, don't ever say that The Last Dragon is a bad movie because The Last Dragon is a great I, movie. I guess I shouldn't say that. I should say be, like, you know, so bad they're good because, like, Last Dragon's awesome. He, he's hilarious in that. He plays an asshole in that, too. Eddie Arcadian, he plays. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I like I like that actor. <laughs> the, the, they're, all these guys are very familiar in all these different ways, and they're usually all from these uh, 
these bad movies that you like. Except, you know? you know, piece of crap from the 80s. Except yeah, Emilio. Exactly. He was in everything amazing in the freaking 80s. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he, he, had he really best, was. He really was. Best career in the 80s of every actor in this movie. Yeah. Like, it, all these people are like one hits, but. True. Yeah, but not him. But go ahead. Um. No, yeah. Um. So, yeah, we cut to him and her, and they come up on the gas station, right? She starts yelling at him, stop talking to me. She's got great one liners. She says all stuff like, I'm going to, you know. You're gonna be picking your ass with a hook if you don't take that hand off of me, or and stuff like that. And, you know, she's saying great things, and he uh, freaks. She freaks out, and she makes him pull over, and it's at the gas station. He starts freaking out on her, and the right when he does, they get attacked by the green goblin truck. But she pulls him out of the way and saves his life, and everybody's like, "How the hell did that move?" And they're like, "Is there anybody in the truck?" And uh, the the guy who drives the truck says, "Well, they did it. They hot wired it because I got the keys." Yeah, so they still don't really know what's going on at this point. Yeah, they still think that somebody's controlling these devices. They think or that someone's like doing something. Stuff. Yeah. yeah, like they don't know. I mean, obviously, what would your first reaction be like? Oh, that truck is driving itself. Oh no, no, no. way. Yeah. So um, you know, then it's like yeah, and then the the married couple ends up there too, right? So yeah, well, that happens after a little bit. Yeah. Um. Yeah, all these characters will sooner or later combine into one spot. Basically, they're all worried about it. And of course, Amelia Westavez's character is the one that's got to step up and do everything. For some reason, the truck driver doesn't go and investigate his own truck. Yeah, um, that's true. You know, he comes in and he dips. Like, I don't see him he again He disappears after a lot in this movie, yeah. Emilio goes in the truck and, like, searches it. And of course, there is a Green Goblin jack-in-the-box. For, for no reason whatsoever. Well, otherwise, it, I mean, it actually is a toy truck. It's a toy truck. It's pretty sweet. There's supposed to be toys back there. I don't know how they got the rights to this. I think about it all the time. I have to look into how they got the rights to Marvel Did Comics. Did they alter the Green Goblin no, at all? No, that's him. Straight up the Green Goblin. How'd they get... I don't know how they got the rights. I mean, yeah. Stephen King, he's pretty I guess big, so. so. I mean, maybe, I, he... maybe it was easier to get the rights to things like that back then. But Maybe, yeah. Yeah, he goes to investigate. There's no one in the car. But then things get even nuts because the guy who got the, the gasoline spray in his face, he wants to leave because he's worried about his son, who was that Little League. The, the, yeah, the Little League um, baseball kid. So it turns kid. out that's also the kid that's escaped the Little League and he's on a bike. So he's like, look, I got to go find him. I'm worried about him. Stuff's going, something's weird's going on, and I'm really scared of him. And they're like, you can't see. And he's like, I don't care. I have to go. You have to let me go. Of course, he gets halfway through the parking lot and drops his keys, and a truck comes out of nowhere and runs him over. An ongoing theme in this movie is no one knows how to turn. Everybody stays in a straight line. That's true. And Bob waits and to weave. get hit. Yeah. Bob and weave. Nobody knows how to turn left or right while they're running. <laughs> yeah, serpentine. Yeah, this truck hits him, runs him over, and kills him. Now they got two dead bodies. A woman who's got cuts all over her arms, and there's a bunch of people at this gas station. Some of the trucks, they pull that guy inside, and some of the trucks start going on their own, start driving around the parking lot. Yeah, they just keep circling. Yeah, and it, more cars start showing up, more trucks. And I think before that happens, I think the uh, this like a Bible salesman guy that was with the, the hitchhiker, he gets mad because uh, the, one of the trucks that runs over that guy runs into his car and trashes it 
this is the only time he seems to care. Someone just got murdered. Well, because murdered. he just got a new car. Yeah. You yeah. know? So he even says, he's like, look at my new car. Yeah. And so when it gets crashed and stuff, he's like, it's like, oh, fuck. Yo, he doesn't care if some guy got just run over because he was trying to sell uh, Bibles to the girl who got cut, the waitress. All right, now wait a minute. Before you say anything, let me tell you something. This Bible has everything in it. From the creation of this beautiful world of ours to the fall of mankind. So he goes out into the parking lot freaking out and the truck backs into him again. He doesn't know how to run away and he doesn't know how to turn. He stands still, runs a little bit, and it bumps him. I think it's the Green Goblin truck. Bumps him and he goes flying into a ditch on the side <laughs> of the gas station. Yeah. It's like a, a, a little gas station uh, moat where the uh, waterway is, like the little canal. Are we supposed to laugh at that? Because I did, and I... Oh, this whole movie is laughable, if you ask me. I mean, it, there's so many scenes where I was just like, oh my God, come yeah. on, man. So cut to the kid. Now, this is even better. This kid's bike ride. Everything's going crazy. We got sprinklers that are going on yeah, well, when he's, he's not looking. He's riding to the the um, gas station to try and find yeah, his Yeah, he's spot. riding through um, regular towns, like, like a, basically regular streets with houses on it. Yeah, and there's no people around. Well, obviously. he's finding dead bodies everywhere. So they're all dead. Yeah. And bloody lawnmowers. And we got to talk about some of the dead bodies now. Because <laughs> we have a woman hanging outside of her window with a hairdryer. Yeah. So the hairdryer like, came to life and zapped her or something like that. It, it blowed towards her face. It strangled her. We're just going to assume that the hairdryer. We, we have no idea. Well, all the machinery is bad and it came to life and killed everyone. All so, right, so we're going to, we're going to, we got to keep. Pointing this out so we can get to the questions of what exactly is the movie trying to say this happening. Because we also get a toy cop car shoved into a dog's mouth. Yeah, that seemed random. And it's like, I mean, it's like a remote control yeah. car. So it's like a little toy car. It, they're but, saying it drove itself down a dog's throat. Yeah, I, I don't understand how that would have happened. I feel like... It killed the dog. Okay, they have, they have to go through all, all of the... Um, like, you know, people, all the, the whole list. So they go through a child that they killed. They go to a dog and yeah. then like a whole bunch of other randoms. Yeah, this is like coming up with the craziest ideas and saying, oh, these, what could we do here? Oh, we got to have this. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones because there's so many little funny shots of things. The sprinklers are going on when he's not looking. They're going on, off when he looks at them. Um, it's like it's like everything's just fucking with him on yeah. his ride to the and the gas station. He, uh, uh, there's a, a bloody ice cream truck driving around by itself looking for him, and he hides. And of course, he hides right next to a lawnmower, which is also covered in blood. And it chases him, and he rides off. And he gets to the highway, which is also where the married couple had just been driving, and they see a lot of trucks heading back to a different direction. Mm -hmm. They're like, where are they all going? They're running away. Where right. are they heading? And then they get chased by a big semi truck. And it now for there's no way the semi truck doesn't kill them. Yes, and it's one. It's very funny because it's one semi truck out of a whole entire line of semi trucks going that they the opposite have. direction too. So it's like, okay, this one truck just wants them dead. Yeah, it, it's it was bizarre. So yeah, it it chases them. They they manage to fend it off. And it catches on fire somehow and goes off 
the side of the it road goes into a and ditch, explodes. But it was already <laughs> film fluff. Yeah, it, was it was already, already on, fire. on fire before it hit the ditch. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, I didn't know how else they would want to do that scene. It was probably hard, but the explosions oh, yeah. in this movie are pretty rad. Oh, it's still cool. I and mean, the, the yeah. fact that they got this many trucks with no drivers. They did a lot of yeah, fun, yeah. fun stuff. Oh, there was he, like a little guy hiding underneath the, you know, floorboards or whatever, driving I'm the sure, truck. I'm yeah, sure, yeah. I mean, it was, it still looked really cool in yeah. some scenes. And there was, like I said, the explosions and the, the uh, stunt scenes were pretty good. I even loved the dead stuff. Like we were just talking about all the stuff with the weird deaths with all the characters when he's driving through the, with the bicycle going through the streets. Oh, yeah. It just is fun. Something When I was a kid, I was like, this is so much fun. They were just coming up with these creative, weird ideas. Yeah, like some dude was like wearing a Walkman and his ears That's, were bleeding. You. I knew it. And uh, he was like sitting outside on the porch swing and he, his ears were bleeding and his Walkman earphones were still on. They constantly keep showing. There was another Walkman that was covered in blood. But it was not, not on the head of somebody. It was in the grass. No, it made you it kind of think that like maybe it made someone's head explode. Yeah, I think the tape itself looked like it was flung out. And it was like the tape holder was bloody. Yeah. So I didn't know what. There's just, things and you're like, yeah, no, what they, is happening? There was no point. There was no rhyme or reason to that particular thing. I think they just wanted to show you all of the electronics that yeah. were killing people. Yeah. So, yeah, and so then, you know, where are we? We're at the uh, married couple. Well, the married couple got away, and we see that the kid on the bike has gotten the road. He sees the fiery wreck off the road, and he's like, whoa. Yeah. And just then, a airplane flies by playing, you know, uh, that funny, that, that perfect music that you've heard, that symphony music where it's like, it's chasing him. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he goes, oh, crap. He gets on his bike again and rides off. We never see that plane ever again. Nope. Uh, which that plane could take everybody out. We'll talk about that too later. Um, <laughs> uh, so It's like a bomber or a fighter jet. No, or it was just a seat. It? it was just a seat landing plane. It was like a oh, six seater. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, he rides off on his bike. The married couple, when they get, they got like off the road from the semi truck, right next to a sign for the gas station in the movie. So they go to it. They say, let's go there. There's going to be other people. When they get there, they see there's a giant truck circle formed speeding around the gas station. Yeah, they're just like circling like sharks. Yeah. The, the trucks are circling the gas station like sharks. It's, it's the crazy. F- husband's first instinct is, we should go to that gas station. And she's like, what are you, crazy? And now I'm actually with her on this one. Well, she's like, how are you going to get through there? They're yeah. circling. Like, how are you going to, you know, get through? He says through? there's a break in it. But my, my thought is... No fucking way. If I see semi-trucks circling a gas station, I don't think I'm going in there. No, I, I definitely would have kept driving. Yeah, but I would have gone kind somewhere of, else. They were a little wrecked at that point, you know? Like, they had the, the truck following yeah. them and ramming the back of their car. And they were, I mean, she was screaming her head off the whole time. So they they have, like, you know, they're stressed out. He says, it, it, it makes it work in the scene. He says, we're safer inside there. Then keep going around on these streets getting attacked. I mean, things. he's kind of right about that. He's kind of right, but he's really testing fate. Mm-hmm. Because he says he's going to drive through a gap in the trucks. And she says, well, I guess you're right. So let's do it. He speeds up. Emilio Estevez and the, all the people inside say, look at these crazy people. They're going to come in here. So Emilio Estevez gets ready to go outside to save these people if they get through. They not only get through, they get smashed and rear-ended. And the car flips over and over. And they don't die, shockingly. No, because all you can hear is Yardley Smith just screaming, screaming her head off. And then they're saying, Mimi Westfess and the hitchhiker girl, who have started friending out a little bit, 
they go out there to save those people and yardley smith won't shut the fuck up she's like who where's my husband where's who are you get the hell away they're trying to save her and she's just like berating them yeah uh, the girl's got like a razor blade in her uh, her boot, the hitchhiker, and she gives it to Emilio, and he cuts off her seatbelt, and they save these people. Um, at that same time, we see that the kid on the bike has gotten there. Yeah, but he can't get through either because the trucks are circling. And there's a sewer that has like a grate on it. He can't open it. He can't get in. And he's so... staring at them. He's like, crap. He's just so he just like kind of sits there defeated and we wait for him to find yeah, a way which, to get through. Yeah. Which we know he will, but he doesn't know about his father yet. Yeah. So now we got all the groups of people together in this one area and we started getting just the craziest stuff. This movie is very bare bones when you break it down. It's like not much occurs because it's a lot of them sitting in the gas station trying to figure out what's going on. And we start getting little tidbits. Um, the One of the guys, uh, the owner of the gas station, turns out he has a secret bunker full of weaponry. Yeah, the guy that's crazy that he just he keeps calls everybody Bubba. He talks like this and Bubba and Bubba Bubba. Yeah. all he does throughout the whole movie. All right, Bubba, stick it with up your whole thing. And he has like an arsenal in his basement of just... Like assault rifles and and rocket launchers and well, yeah. That the reason we find that out is he pulls his rocket launcher out and shoots one of the trucks. Yeah, showing and we're him just who's like, boss. Okay, so where does that rocket launcher come from? You literally own a diner, yeah. Slash gas station. <laughs> slash he also doesn't shoulder stop. mount his his rocket launcher. He holds it under his arm, which I I don't know if that's possible it's, it's pretty goofy if yeah. you ask me um, and that happens a lot in this too um people just wielding rocket launchers real like just nonchalantly yeah it does happen a lot yeah so they see it and they go where the hell that come from and the one guy his sidekick is like he's got a lot and he's like shut up don't say anymore and so they figure it out because the way that Emilio figures that they have a lot of guns is he goes into the restroom while the the the, the, the underling is taking a crap we know he's taking a crap because it's comically farting and crapping. It's like the as, most disgusting fart sounds of all time. Yeah, as he's talking to Emilio in this important sequence, we have to hear it's, a dump. Yeah, it's it. I mean, I don't know why it's an important sequence. I mean, because it's Emilio finding out that they have an arsenal. I feel like Emilio would eventually found that out. I I, I don't know how he hasn't it seen was his secret kind door. Of a pointless scene. I mean, I don't even know if we're shown where the door is. We just show that they're in the bunker. They're just in there. They don't show us how they get in He's or never anything. Never question this door. Okay, so they're just in there. Yeah, yeah. he never questioned uh, it. And they get in there after this guy tells them after he's pooping, and uh, him and the the girl, the hitchhiker, who has to change her clothes by the way, and she changes her clothes while Emilio is standing at the door guarding her. She gets in her bare feet in the stalls. Yeah, the that restroom. was so gross. And I, I was like, oh my gosh, I, I hope that you don't mention that again on the podcast. It's so it's nasty. So, it makes my skin crawl, yeah. like, to be in your bare feet. And I, I don't care if it is a movie set. We just I watched a guy care. poop. It's so, like, there's just too too much gross. Yeah. And that's all Stephen King stuff. That That's like pure Stephen King. Like, everybody talks in a way where humans don't talk. Yeah. That's like a Stephen King like staple. It was it was very extra. They were very because they were in North Carolina, so they had like the southern accents. Yeah. Um, but there's just a, f- a few of them that were so extra. Yeah, I think King Stephen King has like a a terminology for his dialogue because even though he even knows that it's like insane, and uh, some of the adaptations will actually use some of his crazy dialogue, 
I think Shawshank Redemption did, like the the guards say funny things. It, that's this movie is a hundred percent that the people are cursing and saying crazy, just wild things to each other, and everybody says baffling, like dialogue. You yeah. know, they go in, the the girl and uh, Emilio go into the bunker and they see that. I mean, it, this is literally a gun store down here. It's, it's, it's every it is, arsenal that you can yes, think of. Yes, it's in like an army surplus yeah. store, okay? Like there's literally, what are you doing with all this shit in a freaking restaurant? Yeah. It was so weird and out of place. It's like, okay, we need this for what? Because movie? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was stupid. It's like Blade's Lair. Yeah, it was stupid. And this guy who was like uh, an older man who owned the, the gas station like, why would you ever have this? Yeah. In, in a, it's just it makes me sense. question. Like, he's got a side business where he sells weapons to like the truckers. I didn't get that impression at well, all. He's got to have some reason to do it. So I mean, it I mean there's got to so be something weird. to it. And he knows he's shady as all hell. Oh, so. he's definitely shady. But I mean, his his rocket launchers and guns come in handy. We we know that. Yeah. That's why you know because movie plot we yeah. needed it. Well, he goes the the guy the owner goes down to the 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 basement where they are with the arsenal. He confronts him and says, do you, do you tell her about your shady past, Bubba? I got to wipe everybody's ass around here. Shitty job, but I reckon somebody's got to do it. He that right, Bubba. <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, he's a criminal. You know, he was in jail. He he held up a bank or something. And Emilio does that whole thing where he goes to the side and he's like, I got checkered past. You don't understand. You know, like that whole thing. And he basically like, Grabs a gun off the shelf and threatens this guy. Don't talk to me, any, you know, like anymore. It was or I'll needless, take you down. like needless scene, though. Like, yeah. why do we care about Emilio's checkered checkered past? We well, don't give a shit. Yeah, well, we, it's a, a humanizing moment, apparently. But they were all humanized by you know in one scene or another. He's the hero, so we got we have to get these scenes, and they're trying really hard. It doesn't work at all. No, there was a lot of pointlessness in this movie. He tells the girl like. It was. I was a kid. I owed someone money. I did something I didn't want to do, and it backfired. And I got the book thrown at me. Yeah, but the girl didn't give a crap at she all. She was right all up on him. She yeah. was all like, I think she's probably even more turned on by him because of that. Yeah. But yeah, we don't know anything about this girl at all. Just I don't even know in the gas station where they're having sex. They have sex. Yeah. Well, they're in a bed. Okay. It, it's uh, it's it wild. It was a bed yeah. where. Okay. So this is um, a truck stop. This is a restaurant. This is a um, army surplus store. This is. <laughs> it's an arcade it's like, yeah, it's in this an place. Arcade, okay. This is a, a regular gas station. Yeah. And Pool tables, I think. There's in the a, um, it's a, it's a, it's a, yes, there's billiards. Okay. Explain to me where there's a bed in this place. Yeah, I, I don't, don't understand. Know. It's not a hotel. There's a scene later on too where the owner comes out tucking his pa- his shirt back into his pants with the waitress who's also putting her clothes on. I don't recall that. Yeah, that happens. It's right when that all goes down. It doesn't we'll seem like she's the type of woman that ever no, would No, especially since there's another guy who seems to be really into her and is always worried about her. Yes. Well, the waitress... Like the other cook or something. I think around this time, the waitress has her first meltdown where she starts screaming and it's the best actor. Now, first off, this actress was in uh, JFK and one of my favorite TV shows, Oz. She was a, a main character. And... Uh, she does deliver some of the worst acting in this movie. Uh, this the acting was terrible. On her I, part. I'm embarrassed. I, I feel so. It is so humorous. She starts screaming. The whole goddamn world's going tits up. They can't. We made them. 
Now look, honey, you've gone and hurt yourself. Now come on, sweet thing. Don't you sweet thing me! I wanted you, baby. Just They can't! We made them. You can! We made you! You know? Like what is? Do you think they have feelings? Yeah. Like, give me a break. It was so her every scene that she was in was so pointless and like useless to the plot. Yeah, it's just that she's having a nervous breakdown, and rightfully so. I mean, madness is happening. Yeah. So you know, when you have a nervous breakdown, you ultimately just run outside and start swearing right. and you, we yelling you. At, at at trucks. I don't know if you know the ACDC song. We made you. <laughs> it is. Uh, I mean, I wish they played that clip in that oh song. Oh my god. Um, so yeah, the, the, there's a guy who seems to like her a lot, pulls her back in. He keeps worrying about what she's doing. He's not really like established enough, this act, that character. There's a couple other truck drivers that aren't. There is one who gets lines and he's actually an actor from Deadwood. We, we know him from other things, but he also isn't established very well. And there's um, a lot of side characters of that side are sitting eating their breakfast there's or whatever. There's a cowboy hat guy. There's a cowboy hat guy. I think he even makes it out, this guy. But yeah, I mean... But there's some... a lot of characters that you... like. You, they pop up after gunshots go through the freaking um, gas station. Yeah, and you're like, later, who yeah. the hell is this guy? Like, we've never even seen him. <laughs> oh, I mean, they're there. They're definitely there. Because there's a couple of times where they have lines. They, I think two of the guys that you kept thinking, who are these guys? Are the guys that were like when she was getting cut by the knife? She, they kept going, "You all right, sweetheart?" Yeah, they and they're like you? the dumbest fucks on the planet yeah. too. They um, just stand there, and they, that was their other scene where they were just standing there, and and the guys like you know, and the owner of the um, gas station was all like, "What do you guys want? What do you two turkeys want? Get out of here!" And they were just standing there. <laughs> oh, that's after they brought the dead it body. It was in. so stupid. And they're like, "Throw the dead body of the guy who worked for him in the basement," and then they're standing there like. And then he's like, "What the hell do you two want?" Yeah, like they're just standing there, and like, and well, he just yells at like, them. This guy died. He pumped. You know, like we knew him. But they were you know? standing there with this yeah. like dumbfounded look the on one their guy face. Says, like, we wanted to help, and then he's like, "Get the fuck out of here!" You know, Amelia sleeps with the girl. That one girl has a freak out, and then in the middle of the night, they start hearing screaming. It turns out that the Bible salesman is still alive, and he's screaming in the ditch. He's screaming for help. And he is comically <laughs> screaming. He's like, help me. He's just, it's wild, Everything right? Everything is comical. And the uh, the husband, the newlywed, the husband, he, he's like, we got to go help this guy. And they're like, no. He's First actually off, he's a really a, good he's person. Crap. Yeah. This guy, the, the husband, he's yeah. like a, a cool person. Oh, without a doubt. he He's so willing to go help this guy regardless. Yeah. Um, he says, we have to go help him. You want to hear this all night? We can't leave him out there. And they're like, I'm not I'm not going out there. But Emilio goes, okay, I'll go with you. Yeah, I, so I think I have a plan. They go through the sewer drain. So they go. They ha- this is great because Emilio's character does not know there's a secret surplus army store downstairs. <laughs> he just never looked at that door. He's never seen it. But what he does know about is in the bathroom place. There is a sewer system. Okay, we don't know if this door. is the bathroom. First of all, it says 
Bubba's personal shower on the door. Of it the, does? Yes, you didn't notice that? I didn't notice that. Oh my God. That's even it's even grosser. A, yes, so it is a, okay, first of all, it is a bathroom, right? Uh-huh. But the door on the outside, the one that's right next to the guy taking a crap, it says Bubba's personal shower. Is it the same place where they go yes. into the sewer? Because it's like, yes. it's it's cut off from yeah. the building. No, it they is. They have to run to it. No, this is the same place. It can't be because he was inside the place when he was going to the bathroom. And he remember he went in. They, he never left to go see him. In this scene, they have to run across really so quick. You're and, telling me there's another building that has toilets. Yes. <laughs> they ran across. Remember that husband and Emilio get stuff on their arms and they have to run across the street and they get into a there's a manhole cover behind a door. Okay, yeah, that was the that's most That's wild. I'm Why like, wouldn't okay. it be outside? It looked like a tool shed that had a manhole cover in it. Yes. That's right. And I'm it was like, like behind what a the door. Freak is it? And it looked like there were stalls for bathrooms. I didn't know what that place was. But Amelia knows that exists. Maybe but that's not what the I Army was seeing. Maybe that is the shower. That's the shower for the truckers okay. or something. That's Maybe because so it is a truck stop. So well, that's where I saw Bubba's private shower in there. That's okay. where I saw it. But that's wild too because the sewer system runs out of this. It made me think it was a bathroom, especially when they go into the sewer. It is pure shit water yeah it is brown shit water and it's in. it's rats and, and like emilio gets water in his mouth oh it's so it's funny so and the husband is cracking me up in the scene the actor because he keeps saying funny things like and he's like how's that taste yeah how's that it taste? goes in emilio's mouth uh, I'm like first of all that shit water actually did go in his mouth yeah and i don't care it's if probably it's fake uh, yeah it's or probably chocolate you or whatever it is but that's freaking gross they're still in, sh- in there's shoes. rats too there's rats they're they're, they're you know they're in their their clothes wading through that nasty water i'm yeah. like first of all there's no amount of money you could pay me for that shit that's gross it's like andy dufresne <laughs> i thought the same thing yeah. <laughs> some vile shit the most vile foulness i can't even imagine football fields uh yeah so they get through they get in this pipe system at the same exact time the kid comes upon the guy screaming and this scene is crazy. It, the guy, the Bible salesman that's in the ditch becomes the crib keeper. And he's like, grabs onto the kid's leg and says, I'm going to kill you <laughs> if you don't help me, boy. He's like, help me, yeah, help he's, me. He goes, pull me, pull me. It's, it, so, it's so wild. He's I'm not like, even talking like a human anymore. It's so extra. I was like, okay, did he like turn into some kind of like zombie or yeah. ghoul or something? He's like, how am I supposed what to help that? you? I'm a child. And he goes, Pull me, boy, pull me. Like, it's so <laughs> wild, right? And and then Emilio comes up at that moment, and he sees the kid, and the kid sees him and says, help me, you know, to Emilio. He know, they know each other. So he's like, help me, help me, help me. They grab him, and they get back into the sewer exactly when a truck comes and runs off the sewer pipe. Like he runs, yeah, the truck runs off the like road down the ditch where the guy is saying help me help me we don't and see him die but we're assuming we're he assuming dies there he got run over yeah. but they never they go didn't back even to show it. it they didn't talk about it they never go back to it at all yeah. it was like okay that guy's probably crushed and he's, I guess he's gone over for him so they grab the kid and they go back to the sewer and back into the diner yeah oh my where God. It, the owner of the diner says your father died yeah, he tells him in like, the most harsh yeah. way, like, yeah, he's... They're like, you son of a bitch, yeah. man. And so the poor kid is now fatherless, and 
Yeah. And they, I mean, they do the best they can to break, Emilio does, to try yeah. and break it to him, but you know. It's... This kid's the best, too. He needs to be in the movie. There's a reason for that later. So, yeah. I, so, basically, now, we're just getting these people trying to survive, but the trucks are starting to stop, and it becomes morning. Everybody's sleeping. Everybody's doing their thing. You know, everybody's like kind of like got their place in the bar and everybody's like off to the side. The one guy who owns the Green Goblin, he's like gone. I don't even know where he is in these scenes half the time. Yeah, he's not he in the movie. He disappears a lot from the shots. The husband and wife are having a good time. Everybody's like having sex or having a good time in hell. Like yeah. this is an apocalyptic idea. Yeah. And people are kind of cool with everything. That The morning comes and then all of a sudden something happens. A, a construction truck shows up to start scooping Bubba's car. Thank you, Bubba. <laughs> oh, shit. The owner of this truck stop, his <laughs> car into the front of the, the, the diner, and he runs out. This is where he comes out tucking his shirt yeah, back I, in. He looks like these two have had sex in the back, the, the waitress and him. Or maybe it's he just woke odd, up. Maybe but she just... comes from back there, too. He's like, you some bitch boy, Bubba, I'm going to get you. And he grabs his rocket launcher again. And another truck shows up. Now, this is a flatbed flatbed army truck with just a steering wheel and a turret. Yeah, there's like a turret on on this thing. There's like a a machine gun turret on top of this flatbed truck thing. Uh, it's a tiny little car. It's like a golf cart with a machine gun on it, but it's nothing but a steering yeah, wheel. Yeah, but there's like no motor. Yeah. It's, it's the stupidest looking thing I've ever seen. It like, just wheels huh? up. Yeah. And it, this guy walks out with the, the, the rocket launcher and he says, Bob, boy, I'm going to kill you. You know, you son of a bitch. That's it. <laughs> and he shoots the rocket launcher into the uh, construction truck and blows it up. You want a war? You got one. Hey, man, I wouldn't do that. Shut up, Bubba. And that's when the turret starts unloading okay. onto the The turret diner. took that very personally. He took it very personally. And so he kills unloading. The, yeah, he instantly kills the truck stop owner. Thank God. Thank God, because we're sick of He's him. He's terrible. He's a, such a prick character. And it also kills a whole bunch of the extra uh, The people we never see through yeah. the whole movie, but they're there. Yeah. <laughs> One of them walks in before it all happens and goes, he smashes two doors open and glass falls out. And he goes, what the hell's happening in here? Right? Yep. Um, and then he gets blasted. He gets blasted. I think the- another... One of the other truckers gets blasted. And then the poor waitress well, runs out having a total meltdown again. She Well, it, it stops unloading at that point. But it unloads an entire clip. I don't know how it has bullets left at the after Yeah, this. it does. It, it blasts um, that whole entire diner. It, it unloads onto the diner. And it, when it, it finally calms down, the waitress picks up the rocket launcher and goes outside and starts screaming again. And the Gatlin gun's like, fuck you, fuck bitch. You. And, just and just riddles her. Riddles her. And she's holding she's a rocket launcher, so she just like nonchalantly shoots it up into the air. Well, she's just dying. Dangling it. She's dying, so she like. How does it, a rocket launcher work in this it movie? It fires. It fires. Is there a trigger? Because no one's holding it. Well, they're not holding it right. It's like a, it's a ridiculous, goofy. You're supposed to have like a trigger yeah, mechanism. Yeah, they're like goofballs holding a rocket launcher. It's like ridiculous. nonchalantly just fires it up into the air. It hits another truck, which happens to be a toilet paper truck or some sort. It was toilet paper. Toilet paper yeah. shoots out of it, yes. and it also roars. 
just yes. like like uh, what Jaws did in Jaws Four and uh, uh, like a T Rex. It, it, it was yeah, it actually I, roared. I will also say the Gatling gun every time it unloads also growls. Yeah, it growls. So the machines are alive. Yeah, they're alive, and uh, they actually are. They have their own language. It seems. Well, that's when. Oh, thank God the kids in this because the Gatlin gun starts honking its horn. And it, it has no engine or anything. It's just Yeah, and we, we got to talk about how things work in this because they're not Transformers. They're not Autobots, they're not no. Decepticons. No. How they're moving certain parts of the truck or the car is mind-blowing. Like well, yeah. I can understand that maybe engines came on and electricity is making electronics go nuts. But how the cars are moving, like uh, the Green Goblin truck moves its windows. They're not automatic. Yeah, they're, they're adjustable. Not, they're just, a, yeah. yeah, they're so, rolled down. And it, it moves it like it's its arm. Um, yeah. And this car, this little hand, tr- this like Gatling gun truck thing. It's is, a wagon with a gun attached. Yeah, like I said, it's a flatbed. It's like a flatbed with wheels. Um, it just starts honking its horn. I, I, now I'm wondering, how the fuck is it honking the horn? It's a piece of plastic. I don't really understand this movie. Well, it's so, incessant. It keeps going and honking and honking, and then finally the kid, who's well, brilliant, says, "It's you can." It's clearly Morse code. Yeah, I mean, anybody who heard that would Morse say, code. "I think it's supposed to be Morse code." But none of the adults figured that out. Only the little boy did. It, of course, because he can actually speak Morse code. Guess guess what? <laughs> he has a merit badge. In it. He does from Boy Scout. Yes. <laughs> um. So he give me a piece of paper. Funny as oh hell. This act, this kid actor, is amazing. Uh, now. You can clearly tell uh, that maybe Emilio, a lot of actors in this are probably also cocaine, like high oh, as hell. it was the 80s. Everybody must have been blitzed. I know for a fact that King was really bad while making this. So I'm sure a lot of the other ones were too. But this kid is giving it his all. It's so funny. He's like, give me a paper. Give me a pen. And he's like... He's doing such great acting. He's like, give me the pen. And someone's hands it to him. And he starts scribbling down. He knows yeah. what he's doing. He's knowing what he's doing. Um, yeah, if you want a fun fact, if you're looking up fun facts right now, uh, Stephen King was so bad on the set of making this film on Coke that he actually might not have filmed this movie. It <laughs> might actually have been George Romero. Well, that's what they say. Yeah, yes. I, I did see uh, that. A lot of people have pointed out a lot of the shots in this movie or Romero shots, uh, the way he uses the camera. Stephen King didn't know what he was doing. This is the first movie he had ever worked on. And he had no clue what was happening. And he was already friends with Romero because I think they did a creep show. Yeah, so it's, a, it's, it's very questionable. And I haven't heard any actors ever admit what happened on the film because a lot of people have just, like, owned this film. Yeah, that none of these people want to uh, say they were in it. You know, it seems like the everyone was having the time of their life just totally hamming it up and, and just, you know, yeah. chewing the scenery. But the kid was the only one taking this seriously. Oh, he's really giving it his all. Like he's really trying. Um, oh my god! And uh, also, I could not stop staring at the uh, main actress who was the hitchhiker. She is so loving, dovey to everybody on this on set. Every time like there's a like, person doing something, she's the first one to hug them or come and like make sure they're okay. Oh, yeah, she gets she, right in their faces. She didn't seem like a bad person. No, she, no, no. She, the character's cool. cool. I'm just talking about the actress, like the way that she was like. Chewing up the shots. Oh yeah. Um. She, so, anyways, uh, what the hell was I? I got caught up You're in the Stephen that, King cocaine well, thing. Yeah, because George Romero. He, actually, oh. I'm looking at the the uh, trivia and said, yeah, he actually directed 
a large portion of the film because King, King was, went into rehab. He, he went to rehab. Yeah, th- this is but a this nu- is the craziest trivia. Like, yeah. I mean, have you seen the pro? I'm just gonna ask you real fast. Have you seen the trailers for the film? No. You haven't seen this, the trailers where Stephen King is talking. A lot of people have directed Stephen King novels and stories. And I finally decided if you want something done right, you ought to do it yourself. It was my first picture as a director. And you know something? I sort of enjoyed it. I just wanted someone to do Stephen King right. So come and spend some time with me and my friends at the Dixie Boy. Spend some time in the dark. Please don't let me in the dark. I'm going to scare the hell out of you. No. Yeah, he does a whole Hitchcock thing where oh, he Jesus. talks about the movie. I mean, he clearly says in the in, in the trivia here that he has actually said to people, I was coked out of my head and yeah. I don't know what I was doing. Yeah, he had no clue what he was doing. That's just crazy. I'm surprised that we got this movie out of someone that was so screwed up, you know, at the time. Well, we've because, gotten lots of others. I mean, you know, I'm just saying like this, this movie, it wasn't terribly shot i know and, I mean, well, because it might have like, been romero yeah it was probably romero but yeah like i said there were some cool um action scenes and you yeah. know fireballs and shit do you also know about the person who is extremely hurt during the filming of this movie? no so uh the the lawnmower that attacked the kid early yeah. on in the film hit a block of wood and it splintered the wood and shot into the adr's eye no and he lost his eye no. He sued Stephen King for $18 million. Holy crap. They settled out of court. <gasps> yeah, so who knows how. Ooh. He lost an eye filming this movie. Oh, see, yeah. that's what happens when you try to make a movie and you're all coked up. Yeah, and the movie is insane. I, I, if you watch a lot of this, you know that people are hurt. I mean, it seems like I, I, just those fireballs alone. I mean, how do yeah. they not. Watching you know, Emilio and the, hus- the other guy crawl through the, the poop water, I kept saying. This looks like very uncomfortable to film. Yeah, it's gross. That's why I love the other actor. And I, I would say that actor's name, what he's been in, but he's only like a bit actor. He's been in a lot of TV. Um, he looks very familiar. I think I've seen him in a couple of things. But he seems to be having a ball. He's saying funny dialogue. I don't think it was written. I think it was just him doing it. That That's great. But um, so yeah, the, the Morse code happens and the kid knows the Morse code. And of course he knows the Morse code. And the Morse code is we need fuel. And we need you to fuel the trucks. Yeah, we, we in other words, we won't of you, kill you if you help us. But you have to help us. They need fuel. It's the stupidest thing. Yeah. We're running out of fuel and we need it to survive. <laughs> I will kill all of you if you don't help us. But if you do, you'll survive. I just want to point out that the hitchhiker character, the actress, the character says to Emilio at one point, you know... I bet this is all about the comet. Yeah. And if it goes by, I think we'll be fine afterwards. So all we have to do is wait seven days. Oh, yeah. That's just something that you come up with. She came up with that. Now, I'm sure that NASA and, um, you know, all the scientists don't didn't come up with that. But she, she came up she, with it. She knew this. Yeah, so she just has to wait seven days, seven more days, and then it'll all be over. Yeah, I wanted to point that out because of the plot going forward. So... Oh, by the way, the whole entire sky is, like, green. Yeah, at night, it looks like the, uh, was it, Borealis? Yeah, Aurora yeah, Borealis. Yeah. Um, and that we also see that in the opening, when the when the Earth starts getting engulfed in that green mist. Yeah, yeah. Um, that apparently is whatever. And the Green Goblin truck is the boss here. 
Emilio says, well, I'm going to do it. I'm going to fuel them. And they're like, no, don't give it to them. It'll be like giving it to the Nazis. <laughs> right? And he's like, you know what? That truck out there with the machine gun? I'm not scared of the bigger trucks. They're the bosses. They're the heavyweights. But that truck right there, all he has to do is call in a plane to drop napalm on us. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's okay. true. Okay. Yeah, that is true, actually. And it's, like, insane. But these trucks want gas. And he's like, you know what? I'll give it to them because they could kill us really quick. Right. So let's play along in their game. So he, he's like, they're standing out in the blazing heat. Yeah, this is a huge montage from a here on A huge montage about how they're filling up all the big trucks with gas. Now, these are the trucks that were actually leaving town, which is impressive, right? Yeah, that was weird. They were leaving yeah, town, right? Yeah, they were right? leaving town, so now they're back. Yeah. Okay, great, so, because they need gas. So, okay, so that's the thing. Uh, can we just point out, before the montage starts, Amelia walks over to the Green Goblin, and he gets close to him, and he says, All right, you bastard. Tell all your friends the main line's open. I got the best shit on the East Coast, practically uncut. You got that fuck face? All right, you son of a bitch. <laughs> we got the finest cut gasoline in all the town. <laughs> so we need each other, you know? <laughs> it, it's like a drug deal. And he says they're drug addicts. They're not going to want to kill their dealers. Yeah. All right. I, it, it, this is wild. Well, first off, a drug dealer will if he can get free drugs. Well, that's true. I um, mean, yeah. A drug, I mean, drug addict will a kill drug his dealer addict. to get free drugs. For sure. Um, so that's a weird analogy. But it, just hearing him talk to the Green Goblin, he's like, you get that, you son of a bitch. And the Green Goblin's like... <laughs> yeah, he like revs at him or he something, right? <laughs> so then we get a montage. Everybody involved in the movie now is fueling trucks mm-hmm. in the heat. And getting like heat stroke. Yeah, they all have heat stroke, and we're seeing that it's now taking its complete toll on them. Yeah. And they're just all losing their minds at this point. They run out of gas, and the trucks get mad. All of a sudden, a gas, a fueling tank oh, truck yeah, just like shows a, up a out of nowhere. A fuel tanker shows up. It's like, we saved. And nobody, and Emilio doesn't understand what's happening here, but the truck is pushing him, and he's like, what? What do you want? Then we have no more gas. And it's a, he would see that it's a gas truck. Right. He would know instantly what it wants. Right. But he's acting like he's been, hasn't slept and he's been in the sun for three days. So he's like, what, what, what? And then it's like, put my gas into the thing so you can pump more gas. Yeah, it was like, it's like, hey, dummy. Yeah, dummy. Hey, dummy, I'm a freaking gas truck. I'm trying to tell you. Yeah. I mean, it's not like the truck could actually talk. And everybody in the cast is Which watching is, this. They should have done like Bumblebee and used the radio to talk. Oh, that would have been amazing. They should have. <laughs> So the whole cast is watching this, and no one's saying to him, hey, get out of the way. It's a gas tanker. They want you to put the gas in the thing. Yeah. Simple. Nobody's no one says that. Everybody's looking at him like, Well, they all have half a brain cell. I and mean, they're shooting it in a way where you can't tell it's a gas tank. Right, you can't, because they're shooting it from the front. Yeah, it's really strange. Um, that, so was a stupid, that was a stupid thing. In the movie. Suddenly, the movie just goes, okay, so I think I want to end this now. Yeah. Because Emilio suddenly has a plan out of nowhere and he, the way that we find out about this plan is that he goes up to a guy pumping gas and he says, and it's one of the guys that we really don't know well. I think he was the one that liked the waitress. And he says, hey, how you doing? And he's like, I'm tired. I'm scared. He's like, okay, well, I'm going to need you to run. He's like, what? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I, I got a plan. 
I just need you to run. He goes, when? He goes, you'll know when. I'll tell you. And they walk up to the machine gun. And he's like, oh, calm down, machine gun. We're just talking. We're doing human yeah, talk. The, the, the machine gun's actually following them as yeah. they're walking. Like, it, you know, it's just, hey, I, I'm, I got my sights on you, mothers. Yeah. And so Emilio just throws a grenade and spins the machine gun around and goes, run. And they run. And the machine gun explodes. And they run into the diner where everybody has huddled into the sewer system and escapes through the sewer. Right. Now, I'm going to point out the fact that the end of that sewer was run over by a truck and should be caved in. Yes, it should be caved in. Because the, when they went in after the guy was screaming, help me. Yeah. Yeah, they went in at that point with the kid. And yeah, and the truck came down the embankment and, and smashed into... I, I believe so, it's the same. It might not be the same one. It actually might be the one with the gate on it. So maybe I'm wrong with that. You know what? Maybe it is because I think he does clip he to, the, the, the the inside oh, of it. I He's clipping he around it. it out. I, yeah, I think he is clipping it and then he bends it. So maybe I'm wrong. But I don't remember. Where was that one? And how come they never used that one before? It really? Anyways, <laughs> it, it, for some reason now they're just like okay, and everybody has gunned up. Oh, yeah, they all look like Rambo. Yeah, and um, they're yeah, commando, they're, I should say. Yeah. <laughs> and they watch the trucks go crazy on the diner, running oh, yeah, over they and just destroying it because they're having a pissy fit. Yeah, they're, they're pissed. They're yeah. all pissed because they're they not. They killed the machine gun. Yeah, they killed, you, you killed our brother. Yeah. And we're going to get you. And they just, yeah. So they think they're still in there, but they're not. While they're doing that, they just escape. And that's and they, it. And they get pretty far. And all we really get here is they're going down like a street and they come upon a drive through at a, at a fast food restaurant. Yeah, oh my God, it's the weirdest scene. The drive through where you, where you place your order starts talking. It says they're here or something like it that. It says they're, humans here. Humans, humans here, here. Humans here. Now, that's not how that works. <laughs> a person talks through it. Yeah. <laughs> not a computer. There's someone with a headset in there. Yeah, it's like, is there a robot with a headset inside somewhere? I could not figure out what. And then this is where I was like, the logic of this movie does not make any sense. I think it's one of the things that I love about it. It does not make sense. It's 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 crazy. It's completely bonkers. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. So the kid decides he's gonna shoot the hell out of that. Yeah, a kid blows it up with him. What's he gun. saying? He goes, "This is my father." This is for my father. Yeah, and he shoots blah, it. Blah, 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 blah. And then he goes, I don't want this gun anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and the girl is always ready to comfort him, which is really yeah. funny. Oh, um, my God. So then they go they go down a little further, and they're at the docks. Emilio has a plan to get on a boat and go to an island with no electronics. I mean, apparently, you know, the boat that he's driving doesn't have a motor, but it, except it does. It does. So, so yeah, and well... This is the stuff that we have to talk about. So they get to the, the docks. They're all going to get in a boat. At this point, there's a ton of survivors. Yeah. Right? There's Emilio and the hitchhiker, the owner of the Green Goblin truck, um, another trucker with a cowboy hat, the... The kid. The husband and wife, mm-hmm. the kid, and also another trucker. Those are the people that were in the diner that only popped up when something crazy happened. Oh, yeah. Like they weren't, they didn't have any real dialogue. They just, they were just there. Oh, and the guy who is, oh, and the fat, the uh, the uh, underling, he's also with them. The oh, guy yeah. was pooping. That's right. And also the guy who liked the waitress. 
That's right. So there's like how many like there's like ten or eleven people people in this this, group. In this group. And so because we gotta get kill somebody here. One of the guys, the one guy, one of the truckers decides to walk up to a woman who seems like she's gotten killed by her car by the window rolling up and strangling. Yeah, she's like hanging out the side of her car. Yeah. She's hanging outside the window, and it's gone up on her neck. Yeah. And her ring is the most blingy ring you've ever seen. It's this giant ring. It's it's out of control. And this is in the apocalypse. You can see that that ring from outer space, so naturally yeah. he's going to get out. So this guy's like, like, you know what? I got to go get that ring get while everybody's yeah. getting on the boat. Yeah. And, of course, silently tiptoeing, the Green Goblin Mack truck has tiptoed up and runs him over. He just stands still. Just stands still and takes it. And gets run over. Yep. And of course, Emilio brought the rocket launcher. Of course he did. And rocket launchers the front of the Green Goblin car. And they go, <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah, die, mother. You know? And they get in the boat. And Emilio doesn't know how to untie a rope. So he gets a straight razor and tries to cut a giant rope. This must have taken forever. I, I would love to see that scene that oh go on forever. Uh, they get on the boat and they sail off. Yep, but Finn. you know, like I said, you know, the boat, it, it has a motor. It could have yep. a mind of its own if it wanted yep. to, but it doesn't. It just yeah. lets them drive off in the boat. And then we learn at the in the final um, end, end scene, you see the little blurb on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> it says. There was a UFO that was found. Well, Russia killed a UFO Russia hiding in the comet? Yeah, so there. So apparently they want us to believe that the comet had something to do with the machines coming alive, but really, I guess they're trying to tell us it was aliens. This also goes to Romero with the Night of Living Dead stuff because yeah. it's like kind of hidden in the background that there might have been some kind of UFO thing. Yeah, in those movies. Yeah, I. Uh, that's how I feel like Romero had a lot to do with this. I feel like it too. Because I'm sure King was like on the floor in some coked up stupor, and he he's like, all right, let me just take over this, and yeah. he just. He, he probably didn't even know what to do with it. He was just like, let me just do this. Yeah. So, you and they know, just wrapped it up. And they just wrapped it up. And so they're, I guess they're trying to tell us with that, that blurb on the screen at the end that it was actually aliens doing all this. It, it, it's aliens, but also something to do with the comet. Is, <laughs> oh even God. the ending title card doesn't make much sense. It's basically like there was an alien ship and the, the Russians blew it up. It says something about them having rockets on their on their satellite or something. Yeah, and then and, and it also doesn't go along with the, what the girl was saying and what we were led to believe in the beginning was the eight days thing. Yeah, so and like, it said seven days. It actually right. says that though. That's what bothers That's me. That's what bothers they me. They said too. they blew up the alien ship, but then seven days later it, it stopped. Yeah. So what? So what, what was I, it? The comet or, or the, the aliens? aliens? I, I don't know. It's wild. They, I don't think they just. I really don't think they knew how to end I, no. this. I mean. So now let's talk about how does it affect machinery because <laughs> the husband and wife are driving a car yeah it does not get taken over it does not get taken over at yeah. all and only the radio does yeah it, it, we see that a remote control cop car can go into a dog's mouth but the ceiling fans in the diner don't fly off or kill no. anybody uh, no, nothing everything doesn't want to kill everybody when it feels like it the pumps can't pump themselves nope um, yeah. it, it's only sprinklers a matter of convenience aren't electronic no they're they're not electronic they're like not electronic so how are they going on and off right unless it's a timer they're saying i don't think there was um, timers no because every sprinklers. time the kid turned around and looked they stopped yeah and you it know? wasn't the sprinklers that we have now it was the sprinklers in the 80s that were those 
you took the hose and you put it into a a socket that right. just had these nozzles that sprayed up in the air. Yeah. yeah. Oh, also it should be noted that the electric knife that came to life and slashed her arm, yep. um, when Emilio hit it, there was batteries inside. And yep. there was no cord attached. Did you notice that? I thought there was a cord. No, I didn't see a cord. But it's noted in the tr- in the goofs as like, okay, you can see the batteries inside. Yeah, weird. So like, that's weird. And, and the whole movie does this too. It's like, what what exactly is happening? Because what why is it deciding what is being taken over? You, you at one point you were like maybe it's everything that has to do with gasoline, or yeah, or like yeah, like but electricity or something. But then like the Walkman killed that person. Yeah, the Walkman, and that's a battery operated device. So like, what it's what so is going weird. on here? So yeah. if someone was using an electric toothbrush, they it would, would have vibrated into their gums. Which God, I would have loved to seen all that. But I mean, it's like, they, it's just, you can't, a they're soda not machine. doing it. They, yeah, like a sewing machine. A soda machine shot soda. So, yeah, a soda machine. Like, I, I'm just like, uh, first of all, how is that? I guess it's because it's plugged in, but it, it's like, I, I don't know. But, but there is no mechanism to shoot soda out. No. It, it just drops sodas. It's supposed to just move a, a, like a little lever. Yeah, it just, and it just drops them downward. Falls. Yeah. But There's it's no actually, gun inside. There's no rocket cannon. No, cannons. it was like a freaking t-shirt cannon in yeah. there. And it's like, it, it was spitting them out at right, like, rapid fire. Yeah. The turret on the, 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 the this this killer turret gun thing. Why is that shooting? That's not even hooked up to anything. No, it's not. That's just a gun, which also would make you question all the guns they find in the storage would be shooting at that. Right. I... It, uh, that's the thing. It, the movie can't decide what devices it's going to use. Yeah. It breaks so, its own logic. It has nothing to follow logically. So it's like all over the place, which doesn't make any sense, which makes me laugh at it even yeah. more. And I think that's one of the things that make me enjoy how crazy it is. I mean, it's it's a crazy fun movie. I mean, overall, I, I don't know. I'm torn between a five and a six. Oh, it's a straight five. I mean, it's it, just because it's like maybe a higher five because there's so much so many comical moments in it but yeah i mean it's a it's a fun concept they just don't they don't they can't decide what they're choosing to to come to life like what do you did you guys you didn't get this right at all did you think about this at all yeah like these are battery operated things if this is electricity thing then that's one thing yeah or is it just i mean all devices but it's not like you said because the cash register could come to life exactly or the freaking the ovens the ovens or or the burn them out of there the blenders in the diner like, yeah. something and if they're all and also there's an airplane following the kid at one point now they get in the boat and they let it go them go they get away mm-hmm. and all the boats aren't chasing them or the airplane isn't chasing them right I, it's I, just like everything gave up yeah, there's no electronics on that boat yeah, you know it makes no sense. You, so like, there's got to be something on that boat that is electronic, you know. Yeah, the, the then, CB radio for fuck's sake. The C- yes, the CB radio, something. I mean, there's a there's a boat, there's a motor in that boat because yeah. they're going at full speed. So like, okay, so how do we know if it is aliens or if it's just the comet that it will actually end in seven days? We really don't. We don't know, but it just tells us hey, it's over. But how do they know they're going to be on an island? How do they know? Yeah, I can't. I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah. It's wild. This movie is a five. This movie is hilarious. And that's why I want to talk about like how it's so bad it's good. It, it really is. It's such a cheese fest. Such a such a weird movie made by the strangest circumstances. And it is what it is. 
Um, out of the three movies we've watched so far, how you, where are you ranking this one? And I picked this as a wild card because I think this one's so wild. It had to be talked about. So we already watched I mean, Megalon, Godzilla vs. Megalon, and we watched Miami Connection, and now this one. Okay, so the the best to the worst. Yes. I'm saying Miami Connection's the best. Godzilla's the next one, wow, and this okay. one's the third. This is, in, this is in the back. This is in the back. This is in the way back. I, I, are you going by the fact of what you would watch again? Yes. And that's your I, I don't thing. know if I would have a, a good time watching this again. This is my oh, second okay. viewing of this movie. I've only seen it one time before. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. And uh, that's why I was like asking the whole time. I'm like, what? I don't remember this. You know, because I, I'm like, what is going on? I, I don't remember. But um, yeah, I, I would definitely not watch this movie again. Would you? Really? Wow. Yeah. So you don't even want this on so bad it's good. It's just bad? I, I really don't care much for it. Oh, wow. just, okay. It's so goofy. It oh, is. wow. So you just don't even and like it at I all. I really like Goof, but I don't like this So goof. why are you giving it a five? Why wouldn't you give it a because four? Because it wasn't the worst filmmaking I've ever seen, even though he was all drugged out of his mind. <laughs> I mean, we've seen some shit filmmaking where it's just really barely watchable. Yeah. You know, the filmmaking and the actors, they dialed it in, but they just, they did the best they could with what they were given. I, I mean, look so. at the script. Look at the script. It was freaking ridiculous. Yeah. It was the most absurd thing. That's why I kind of want to put it on there, because we've seen bad and this is fun still. i mean it wasn't like we've seen bad acting like the woman who does uh, who's who's in pieces when she has that total oh, scene yeah, which is like you bastard that woman's acting is five times more superior than this woman freaking out in the diner when she's like screaming and oh. she comes running out screaming the waitress and uh, i'm just like this woman's acting is just embarrassing it's not even yeah. fun it's like at least the, the woman in pieces she went overboard but it was amazingly <laughs> Like fun and and the way she came at it was so good. Yeah, this woman was just a, a you know goofy. Uh, yeah, that thing. <laughs> I mean, I think I'm gonna go with you though. I think I agree with you. I think that this one is in in last place right now. It is. It is in last. place. And I picked it as a wild card because it's one of those ones that I watched a lot as a kid and I wanted to talk about because I think it's insane. Right. And it's kind of like fun insane when you people say, "What, what should I watch?" Like, oh, what what's a good what's a good bad movie? I'm like, this this is one of those movies like you have to see this. It's insane. It doesn't yeah. make sense. It doesn't make it's sense. It's funny. It's also kind of fun. It is fun in 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 a way that okay, you can watch it um, you know, when you're a kid yeah. in 1986 when it came out and then if you watch it again 30 years later or whatever, yeah, it, it's it like, starts getting a little Okay, great. this is yeah, dumb. I, I agree. You know, so like I'm I'm definitely saying it's the lowest of the three right now. It's a, I I'm going with you. You talked me. Yeah, I completely agree. I would watch the other two for a thousand times. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, but I'm still going with a five. I think this is rising up from so bad it's good. It it feels like it's a three or four, but it's I mean, it's it, fun. It feels so like I'm a four. Jacking it up. But I'm giving it a five because to have a director that was so out of his mind, not knowing what the hell he's doing, and, and it still King. came, yeah. yeah, it still came out like you know a decent. It, it didn't look bad or grainy or yeah, shitty. Yeah. It you know, it was okay. So it was like, that's why it's getting a five. And there were some really good explosions. And I like that. So there you go. <laughs> all right. Is that all? That's what we're going to. Oh, that's enough. Yeah. That's enough with this one. Throwing in the towel. I'm on throwing it? in the towel of dread right now. Let like, me ask you a question, though, before I leave. Hmm. Who made who? Who made who? Who? We made you. Wait, you made me? We made you. You son of a gun. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good one. Thank you.
drunk son of a bitch! Get back inside, you idiot! God damn it, you snot back! Come on down! 